This is In the Word, On the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm Champ Thornton, your host. Whether you're listening by yourself or with a family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today I get to welcome Dr. Tony Payne. Tony is the founding editor of Matthias Media and also the ministry trainer and writer in residence at Campus Bible Study in Sydney, Australia. He has written or co-authored numerous books and ministry resources, including The Trellis in the Vine, the follow-up book called The Vine Project, and he currently publishes an online blog and podcast that I highly recommend. It's called The Painful Truth. I hope you'll check it out. Tony, it's great to have you on the podcast today. Oh, it's great to be here, Champ, and to talk with you again. Thanks for having me on. Oh, I am looking forward to it. And so I'm looking forward to what verse you have for us today. So let's dive right in. What do you have? Well, the verse that I've chosen is from Two Chronicles, uh, chapter 33, and it's verse 13 of that chapter. And it says this, he, and he in this verse is Manasseh, he prayed to him and God was moved by his entreaty and heard his plea and brought him again to Jerusalem into his kingdom. And then Manasseh knew that the Lord was God. Wow. So no one has chosen this verse yet for the podcast. It is <laughs> an amazing verse because it raises lots of questions about what's going on. What's the background here? So let's just start there. What's the setting here? Well, you first of all got to understand that Manasseh is the king that's involved in this verse. He's the king of Judah. It's in the Old Testament, the time when the kingdoms were split. Judah had various kings and he was one of the bad ones. In fact, he was one of the baddest of the bad ones. Mm. Judah had a bunch of different kings. Manasseh's father, Hezekiah, he was one of the good guys. He'd mm. torn down the, the Baals and the false worship and the statues that the people had gotten involved in. But when Manasseh came along, he filled the streets of Jerusalem with blood, as it says in another place. He, he was a really awful and evil king. And the number of things he does earlier in the chapter, the false worship he sets up, he sacrifices his own children in pagan worship. He is, he's, a, he's a bad man. Right. And the context of the verse is that God has punished him and he's been taken off into exile, into prison. The Assyrians have kind of come into Judah and have hauled him off and he's in prison in Babylon and he's at his absolutely lowest ebb because he's suffering the awful consequences of God's judgment against him, really, because of just what a terrible king, what an evil and wicked person he is. He's one of the most wicked kings in the whole history of Israel. Wow. So with that in mind, and that's a pretty dark background, I'm going to read the verse again. And I'm reading out of the Christian Standard Bible. God's word says, he, and you said, this is Manasseh, the wicked king. He prayed to him and the Lord was receptive to his prayer. He granted his request and brought him back to Jerusalem, to his kingdom. So Manasseh came to know that the Lord is God. So if you were to put this verse in your own words, what would that sound like? It'd be something like this. One of the worst people in the world, the worst people you can imagine, gets to the final end point of his life where, where everything is destroyed and he realizes what he's done and he repents. He turns to God and says, God, will you forgive me? Will you restore me? Because I realize what I've done. And God, the gracious, loving God, a little bit like the, the father of the prodigal son, welcomes Manasseh back, hears his prayer, restores him, fixes everything, takes him back to Jerusalem, 
gives him his kingdom back, makes him king again. And Manasseh, at the end of all this, he really realizes he knows that the Lord, that Yahweh, that the God of Israel is God. He's the king and the great rescuer. Wow. That, now, that's that's a lot more words than <laughs> uses, but that's me, isn't it? I always say things in far too many words. No, that's really helpful to unpack what's going on here. So the next question I want to ask is, how did this verse in the middle of two Chronicles become so meaningful to you? Well, strangely, Champion, it was a verse that was really key in me becoming a Christian. Hmm. Uh, way back in the late 70s, uh, we had a visit in Australia from Dr. Billy Graham in 1979. And uh, Dr. Graham was speaking at the Sydney race course. Um, there were thousands of people there. And, and I was a young person, a bit confused, kind of positive towards Christianity, but didn't really know much. I'd been to church a bit and thought being a Christian was about trying to be good the rest of the week. I'd go to church and get a bit of a, bit of a boost. And then I'd go off and not perform so well. And I'd have to go back to church the next week to kind of try and get boosted up again. And I kind of thought that's what Christianity was. And I went to... Uh, this meeting with Dr. Graham, and he preached on this passage. And I'll never forget what he said, he, he, having explained exactly what God had done for Manasseh and who Manasseh was. He just said something very simple. If Manasseh, and I won't try and do Dr. Graham's accent, he, he just <laughs> said, well, maybe I'll try. If Manasseh could be forgiven, you can be forgiven. And that was good. He made, he made the point that this is what the Christian gospel is. It's about the forgiveness of sins for people who don't deserve it. And there's, there's nobody in the Old Testament, really, you could imagine, who was less deserving of forgiveness than Manasseh. And yet Manasseh was forgiven by God. And this made an enormous impression on me. And I just suddenly realized all of a sudden, uh, why hadn't I realized this before, that the Christian gospel was about God's undeserved grace and forgiveness to sinners like me. And that was very instrumental in me realizing what the gospel was and responding to the gospel and becoming a Christian. I love that. So when we take this verse and we think not just about ourselves, but then what this verse might tell us about God, what do we get when we think about the verse through that lens? Yeah. It's interesting at the end of it, Manasseh says, and he knew that the Lord was God. And I think that's because he sees two things about God in, in what happens. He sees the extraordinary um, justice of God. He realizes that God has punished him rightly. He understands his wickedness. He realizes who God is and how far short of that he's fallen. Uh, but then he realizes that, that this God is a God of mercy and of grace as well. And these are the two great notes of who God is right through the Old Testament, a God of truth and justice, a God of enormous steadfast love and grace and mercy, showing mercy to thousands, as it says. Mm -hmm. And he realizes this about God. And by the end of the verse, he really knows that this is who God is, the God who restores. It's the father of the prodigal son in so many ways, isn't it? The God who extends his arms and wraps his arms around the repentant prodigal, the repentant sinner. So with that in mind, so we're listening to this, we're thinking about this is what our God is like to the worst of us or to those that, you know, maybe we're not the worst on the outside, but on the inside, God knows and we know what we're like. What are the next steps? What might we do? We're thinking about this. Maybe the Lord's brought something to our minds. What, what do we do next? How do we respond? Well, we do what Manasseh did, champ. Um, he, he entreated God, it says here in, in the, in fact, there are three words. He prayed to him. 
He had an entreaty and he had a plea in this verse. Hmm. It sort of emphasizes that he simply turned to God and talked to him hmm. and asked him. He related to God. He, he, he didn't hide from him or try and find some other route. He just went straight to God and talked to God. And that's always the thing we can do when we know that we're not right with God, when we know that we need God's forgiveness and his mercy, go to him, pray to him, entreat him, which is kind of like uh, entreat's an old-fashioned word that just means to ask really urgently, to almost beg and to plea, to, to, to ask that God would, would forgive us like he forgave Manasseh because if Manasseh could be forgiven, you could be forgiven. So, Tony, thank you so much for being on the podcast and for pointing us to this amazing verse from Second Chronicles. Would you just take a moment and pray this verse for all of us as we close? I'd be delighted to. Heavenly Father, you are God, and we know that you are God, the God of, of truth and justice, who does bring judgment and punishment on sinners, and yet the God of undeserved and incredible grace, who extends mercy and forgiveness to those same sinners when they turn back to you. We thank you so much for this vivid picture of, of your grace, of both your judgment and your grace. And we pray, Father, that we would respond to that. Father, we, we all know that we fall short of your glory in so many ways, each of us. And we pray, Father, that you would extend your mercy to us and forgive and restore us because of the things that we've done or the things that we haven't done that we should have done. Dear Father, thank you for this reminder of your wonderful character. And please forgive us and send us your grace through the Lord Jesus Christ. And we pray it in his name. Amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word, On the Go. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.